0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's live podcast as we're going to talk about our summer podcast series, The 10 Wins. Now, if you've been following us, last month we did a bunch of favorite episodes. We've been doing this podcast, I want to say for five, maybe six maybe seven years. My husband will know the details. But what I do know is that there's a lot of things that you guys have enjoyed, and we try to give that to you. And there's this idea that I've been sitting with for a couple years. And it's actually something that I've written down years ago, even tried to get a publisher to publish a book on the topic, and they were like, yeah, no. (laughs) And the goal is, is that I'm realizing that so much of my life so much of your life is about winning in the everyday. It's not one big win. It's not just like this big moment. Like you don't just have a kid, right? There's like a lot of moments that lead to that. Nine full months, even if it's adoption. I mean, we're talking like visiting birth families and I mean all the things, right? And so I began to think about this idea of the 10 wins. 10 everyday wins that I wanna win in, that I think you wanna win in, and I think we can win in together. It doesn't have to be this massive life altering, move towns, move cities, change your, your partner, you know, adopt your children out. It doesn't have to be that. It's just some basic things that if we add it into our life, we're gonna get these wins. We're gonna begin to get some momentum. And I don't know about you, but momentum is not just something that happens. Momentum is like in the car and it starts going and all of a sudden you begin to feel like the propelling, the, the pushing forward and the wind at your face, but you're moving forward, right? So I wanna talk about, um, today we're gonna talk about one of the 10 wins we wanna focus on. Now, if you are interested in this idea, this, this kind of concept, Um, the good news is we're going to do this all summer. So all summer, we are going to talk about the 10 wins. And we're going to take one win every week and we're going to go through it. I think we're going to finish around August. Like I think this completes in August. Um, But my goal is that, you know, summer's crazy. There's a lot going on. And I want to give you things that feel tangible, right? That aren't some grandiose idea, but actually something that you can do today. So I'm really excited because today we're going to jump in and we're going to start right away with our spiritual win. Now there are multiple wins. There's a financial win. There's relationship wins. There is health wins. There's lots of 10 wins we're going to talk about, but today I'm going to talk about your spiritual win. And then next week, we have a podcast on relationship wins. You guys are going to love it. We just recorded it yesterday, and I walked out of where we were filming, and it's huge smile on my face, and I felt like what our guest gave us was something that I could put into practice at that very minute. And guys, last night, that's exactly what I did. Like I started putting what she told me into practice. You're going to love it. So today, we're going to start off with our 10 everyday wins with our spiritual life. This is how we're going to win in our spiritual life. Now, you might be winning your spiritual life. Great. You know, just check the box. I do that. I do that. I do that. And enjoy this podcast. But if you're like, gosh, I would like a reset or I would like some more momentum in my spiritual life, here's some things that I think we got to focus in on this summer to have a successful summer, 10 wins. All the things here, I know there's a lot going on in our world. I know there's a lot going on. I know that the world has been consumed with political things and moral issues and, you know, celebrity trials and, um, you know, mega church uh, disappointments, heartache, betrayals. Um, But I just know that I'm not powerful enough. To hold on to all of that. What I can do is, is I can take my life and my story and my my world of influence, which is quite small, just like we all have, just a few people that are in my world, and I get to steward that. But I can't give what I don't have. And so this summer, we're going to focus on what we have and steps to moving that forward. And I'm a, you know, I'm kind of a... Uh, Life, lifetime optimist. I'm very optimistic. It's how I live my life. And I know that if you don't have faith and hope for your world, guess what? I do. So hang out with me a little bit and let's get you going on learning to win in your spiritual life. This is going to be a short podcast, so don't worry. It's just about 15 minutes and every single week we're going to do this. So the first thing I want you to think about in your spiritual life is I want you to keep it simple. Now, for many of us, we are great at creating this idealistic spiritual experience, right? We're going to be in the word for an hour. We're going to pray over each continent and every nation. And then we're going to write out every prophetic word. Those are great. And if you have time for that, do it. Like, please do it. But for the rest of us, we have other things going on. And so for many of us, I don't think the danger is that we don't have a heart to do something. I think the danger is that we don't do it because it's not ideal and it's not everything that we want to do. We, we become perfectionists, right? So one of the goals in winning in our spiritual life and what I've learned in my own life throughout all of the moments, because I was single for many years and had hours to study and prep, and then I had four kids under the age of five, and I had minutes to prep, and it swings, right, back and forth. What I've learned is to keep it simple. So there is a idealistic experience that I have in the back of my head that I would love to use. I would love to have that in my everyday life. And at some points, I get to do that on vacation, um, when the kids all sleep in, which is miraculous, Um, when I'm on the road and I've got a morning by myself. I can do the idealistic hour-long journal, read the Bible, pray, prophesy, all the things, right? But on my everyday life, it usually comes down to a few minutes that I can contribute into my spiritual walk to hold value. Lisa Turkers did this really great thing where she calls it the first five. And she talks about giving God the first five minutes of our day. I just love that. I wish I had thought of it. I probably would want to steal it from her, but I just think that's a brilliant idea. Maybe this summer in our spiritual lives, we just give God the first five minutes. That's it. First five minutes. I'm going to lay in my bed. And as I'm waking up, I'm going to talk to him for five minutes. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to thank him. I'm just going to be with him for five minutes. Maybe it's the drive to work where we just are going to put on worship music for five minutes. And yeah, we can listen to the morning shows or the greatest podcast or, you know, maybe have a conversation with somebody that we love, but maybe we give God that five minutes. And that's our summer strategy in our spiritual life is to listen to maybe the Audible Bible for five minutes or a podcast or something that's just basic, right? And if it were me, if when I deal with perfectionism and I know a lot of us do, I would actually put restraints on it. Like you're not allowed to go any longer. Like the goal is that you do it every single day rather than binge and purge. So I would set a timer and say, I'm only gonna do five minutes. My goal is to do a summer series, a summer spiritual moment every day for the next couple months, and it's five minutes. That's it. That's all we're going to do. Okay. The second thing I want to remind us is we need to keep it spiritual. So not only do we keep it simple, but we keep it spiritual. What do I mean by that? I mean that there's a lot of things in this world that feels like God-directed or faith-filled or whatever it is. But I really want you to understand that when we are going to build our spiritual life we have to connect it to the divine we have to connect it not just to being better not just to being grateful but we have to we have to actually connect it to holy spirit what the holy spirit is saying and we have to direct it to what god has already told us which is in the word so i really want to encourage you that a sermon is not enough to nourish your whole spirit like what we want to do is get the words of God around you. So that is a Bible. That is an audible Bible. That's something, uh, whether it's a podcast, but it's it's Bible-based. It's faith-based. It's not self-help. It's not, you know, a, a spiritual person talking about their ideas. And I I'm 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 one of those people, right? I don't want you listening to Havela Cunnington in your spiritual moment. She's great. I love her. Now, if there's a moment in scripture that provokes a desire to read or to learn, great. But don't take my word for it. Take the word of God for it, right? Get in the word and and figure out a way. Some of us have, we've just kind of weaned from just the basic Bible, word of God, theology to a lot of like things that feel and sound great. I'm not against a lot of those things, but I just think there's something about five minutes of pure deep word that just changes us. It changes our lives. Okay. Third thing, not only are going to keep it simple and not only are we going to keep it spiritual, but we're also not going to give up. Now you go, okay, that sounds so like rah-rah. And I get that it sounds rah-rah. But what I mean by that is that, I don't know if you're like me, but if I make a commitment, like I'm going to work out every day for a week. And I'm, I'm working out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday my kid gets a fever or I hurt myself and I'm like, I'm out. I can't do it. I, or, or something happened, something I couldn't control and then I was out. I, in my past, would tend to just go, it's over. Like, that's it. I tried. I failed. It didn't work. But I think there's something really profound when we stop doing success and failure in that way, but we actually look at success and failure as we get back up and keep going. So what I mean by this is if we're going to focus on our spiritual life and we're going to keep it simple, we're going to give five minutes to God, we're going to get in our word, and we miss Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to get back in on Friday. That's what a spiritual person does. That's what a healthy person does. They don't just give up. You know, It's not like you know, I've I've talked around or I've been around a lot of healthy people. And one of the things that I'm always amazed at is that their eating is not impeccable. It's not like, oh, I've never seen them eat anything bad. I've never seen them eat sugar. I've never, I mean, very rarely is their, is their diet just nothing but healthy, good, healthy stuff. For long-term health, for long-term, uh, like nutrition and weight loss and all the things that I've seen with a lot of my friends is the healthiest people are those that will have a bite of something, but then the next day they're on their program again, right? Or they'll eat a cheat, cheat meal or they'll just eat, and I won't even call it a cheat meal, but they'll just be like, I'm gonna have it tonight. But the next day they're walking again, they're eating, they're drinking their water. That is what a healthy person does. And guys, in our spiritual lives, we are so prone to, to be binge and purge rather than saying this is a lifelong journey of a healthy spiritual life. And so if I checked out for a week unintentionally or just intentionally, I'm not going to say that's not me, I can't do it, I'll never be able to do that, stop, stop. That's just a a narrative in your head that's gonna keep you where you are. We're gonna get up, we're gonna keep it simple, we're gonna keep it spiritual, and we're gonna start again. So maybe it should have been start again, but it really is don't give up. Okay, fourth one. The fourth concept for winning in our everyday in our spiritual life is we have to be creative. Now, I didn't understand this when I was in my young 20s, ordained minister, prepping for messages, loving my life. I could spend a day prepping and then all of a sudden I started having these kids and I loved my kids, but I was up all night and I'm recovering from four C-sections and I'm nursing and I'm trying to work a job because we had to have two jobs. And I mean, I'm in the thick of it and I'm like, oh no, like I don't have an hour to prep. I, I can't even afford to pay a babysitter. <laughs> to watch my kids so that I can prep. And when I did, I'd have like all this anxiety, right? All this anxiety of like, well, I have an hour. How many of you have kids and you know what I'm talking about? Like you get a babysitter and you think it's going to be amazing, but you have all this anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I have an hour all to myself. It feels luxurious. And now I'm just going to worry about missing this moment. Okay, maybe not you, but for me, for sure. So I I started to really... Try to understand how to be spiritual in my everyday life when my life was not ideal, when things were tough. I was working, I was tired, I was, you know, just not myself. And one thing I loved was the that God brought me to this scripture. And in the Bible, it says to do the word of God, to do the word of God. And if you look at the original Greek in that passage, it means to creatively find ways to put the word of God in your life, to creatively find ways to put the word of God in your everyday life. That was like groundbreaking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be creative. <laughs> like I can figure this out. And so I started to realize that me listening to Bible and Audible when I was in Target, shopping for diapers and wipes and binkies and formula and all the things was actually really spiritual. I began to realize that me putting on singing scripture before I went to bed at night and falling asleep to it was actually really spiritual. In fact, sometimes it was just, I'd lay in bed and I couldn't sleep and I would just pray. I'll tell you what, you want to (laughs) sleep? Just pray. It's amazing how the enemy will just like put you right to sleep. So I'm kidding, but you know, so you start to just find ways to be creative. I'm a very visual person. So I don't get a lot of looking at a black and white page I actually get a lot from watching somebody else teach from the topic or listening from somebody else. And then it it actually spurs me on to do my own research and find out more. So, again, you'll have to figure it out. One of the things that I've been doing recently is the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmidt. Now, I know he's Catholic. I believe he's a born-again Catholic. I don't know. Just all the things, all the signs of his life and the fruit of his life tells me that he loves the Lord. He has a relationship with the Lord. And obviously, Catholicism has its own formalities and even maybe an elevation of Mary that we as evangelical Christians wouldn't we would not jump into. And again, we can talk about that a little bit more at length later. Um, they also included a couple books into the Bible uh, that we would not include. It's not like the Book of Mormon, you know, or Joseph Smith or nothing like that, but there are some things that they added that we would not value and that would not be considered part of the whole logos, the whole word of God. But what I love about Father Mike Schmidt is that every day, rain or shine, you can get on your podcast and you can listen to this man and he has the kindest, most brilliant, authentic heart and he reads the word of God from multiple places And then he gives you a little commentary at the end of it, and he prays. And it's always filled with humility, authenticity, hope, and I just love it. And that's been something that I've put in my life for the last two years, and it has changed my ability to hear from God in ways that I never even imagined because I'm hearing from someone that I believe is humble and sacred and just an incredible person. So, I think be creative. If that means you have to put your kids in a stroller and walk around your neighborhood for 10 minutes every day to get that in, if that means you got to go to a gym where there's free childcare and check your kids in and get on get on the, you know, treadmill and begin to listen to something great. If that means you got to get up early, set your alarm a half hour early, do that. Whatever that looks like, do. Be creative. Don't be don't be rigid. Don't be religious, be authentic, find ways to creatively put it. And if someone says, well, I do this, ask yourself, are you going to do it because that sounds right and that they, they seem pretty spiritual or does that really resonate with you? Does that really what God wants you to do? And I've just learned as i have in my spiritual life for a long time, that there are a lot of methods and a lot of strategies and a lot of formulas and a lot of good hearted people that do a lot of things that I will never do. (laughs) I'm never going to do it. Why? Because it's not me. It's not how God speaks to me. And it's, it's not authentic. And if I start to do it that way, guess what? I'm now performing. I've lost my grace. I've lost the delight. And now I'm just stuck in the discipline of it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live a life that's just stuck in a rigid experience. I want a heart that is alive. I want to be wholehearted for God and live in God, and I want to, I want to do the things I know how to do, rather than do the things I I think I should do. I want to do the things I know how to do authentically and wholehearted, and I hope you feel the same way. All right. Lastly, which kind of leads right into my last point, which is to be authentic. That means that if you're in a faith community, a lot of times we're taught strategies and methods and structure from the best hearted people in the world, but it may not be what you need. I remember as a young girl, I went to a place called YWAM. I love YWAM. It's youth with a mission. And it really is this worldwide movement of raising up young people to go into all the nations and preach the word of God, right? To know God and to make him known. That's their core value. That's their core message is to know God and make him known. So when I was a young girl, I went when I was 12 years old for a summer. And again, when I was 15, and I've been around YWAM for decades. And one of the things that they love doing is sending you away to do a quiet time for one hour where you can hear from God. You take your journal, you take your Bible, and you go away, and you hear from God. Now, I remember at 12 and 15 that every morning they would have a quiet time and I would have to grab my Bible and grab my journal. You guys, I found those journals from 25 years ago and every single one of them are completely empty except for the first two or three pages and they are the saddest journals I've ever read. They're like, where are you, God? I can't hear you. I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> and it makes me so sad because that wasn't the motive of the leader at all. The motive was to value time with God and hear from God. But the formula in which they wanted us to do it was you weren't allowed to talk to anybody. You had to sit in a specific place. You couldn't have anything but your Bible and journal. They had all this stuff. And that's great if you are a writer, that's great if you are a reader, but I'm not, I'm dyslexic. i have reading comprehension issues. I do better when I'm doing something else and actually hearing from God. So I, again, to no fault of theirs, I respect it. I love it. I hope my kids go sit on an, an hour a day and just don't know what to do with themselves. I love it. But I had to learn as I got into the Lord more and began to understand my own spiritual walk that that wasn't me. That was their strategy. My strategy was doing something else, keeping my hands busy so that my mind could relax into a place of hearing from God. Now, a lot of ADHD people have this as well, and you understand this if you are. We do better with a low-risk, you know, folding laundry, driving somewhere, doing something that doesn't require a lot of mental, you know, capacity to be able to hear from God and respond to God. So again, you do you, be authentic, challenge the structure and formulas that you've been taught. There are so many phenomenal things out there. One of the things that I love is there are journals that are cute journals where you can actually, they ask you a question and you write it out. Others, there are, you know, audible Bibles. There are the adventure Bible. There's even singing the Bible. There's urban Bibles that you can listen to. Like there's so much out there. We have no excuse not to get it in our life. And mostly we start where we are. So don't go grab the big, huge Bible that you never open up. Go, go to the you know, bookstore, go to Amazon and get a adventure Bible or an experiential Bible or get a message Bible. There's a revised edition message Bible that's phenomenal. It's not in a digital form. It's actually in a hardcover. And so there's lots of things out there. So let's review this as I'm out of time. First, we're going to win in our everyday and our spiritual lives this week by keeping it simple. First five minutes, give it to God. Second, we're going to keep it spiritual. No self-help, new age, weirdness. We're going to ground ourselves in the word of God, and we're going to listen to the words of Jesus and really, really ground ourselves in spiritual truth. Third, we're not going to give up. We don't expect perfection. We expect progress. So start again, and every time you want to fall away, start again. You can keep doing this. Fourth, we're going to be creative. You know, if you are with other people and they don't want you sitting in the living room for an hour with complete quiet, <laughs> then that's okay. Be creative, pop your earbuds in, go into your room. One of my creative things that I do often is I listen to the word of God when I take a shower. That's, that's one of the habits that I have and it helps me get the word of God in my life while doing something I already have to do, done, perfect. Keep going, uh, be creative and then last, be authentic. Check your motivations. Are you trying to get God's attention or do you already have his attention? Are you trying to spend time with him? Very different, getting his attention versus just being with him. And let me tell you something, you already have his attention, His eyes are fixated on you. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants to help you. He wants to inspire you. He wants to teach you. He is not distracted or withdrawn. He's engaged. And the minute you sit down at the table, he is sitting across from you saying, what now? How can we talk? Let's do this. So again, this whole summer, or whole summer series is the 10 wins. Next week, we're going to talk about Winning the Everyday in Relationships with a special guest, Allison Sanders. And lastly, if you like this podcast, please, please, please subscribe. Leave a review. Even if you just hashtag 10 wins, then we know you like this podcast. It's not complicated, I promise. I remember people used to ask me to do subscriptions and I was like, I don't know, do I have to sign in? This is gonna be weird. Are they gonna ask for my social security? (laughs) None of that, I promise. You just click the stars and leave a review. If you don't have time, just leave hashtag 10 wins or you can throw it on your socials. Uh, That would mean so much to us. Otherwise, you guys have a great day. I'll see you next week as we jump into the Everyday Wins relationships.